Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. Today, Ian and I are talking about the job to be done in e-commerce and how this relates to increasing the conversion rate and also increasing the average order value. It's important for us to take a step back and look at the overall model and get stuck into this concept. There's also a presentation we recently did on the job to be done, which gives a good overview for it. That's available in the show notes as well. So if you pop your email address in, that will send that to you. But we'll talk about this subject and we'll get into it. So let's get started. Hello, Ian. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Awesome. I'm good. Uh, we just wanted this today. We wanted to talk about the job to be done, and this is this is a subject that is actually quite hard to teach because it's it's kind of like in the wind a little bit, and it's 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 a difficult one to articulate, but it's massively important yes. to actually getting the model of your e-commerce site right so you actually get where you want to go mm. so yes i think so i think when we so we, we we never really decide what podcast we want to do until about 10 minutes before we record them that is the truth <laughs> um but we have a rough plan okay well we might just so anyway when when mark says to me we're going to do the job to be done my reaction is kind of like meh because Whilst we know it's really important, it's not exciting because there's no tangible method of, um, of you know, right, you've got to get your ads basket from 6% to 9%. You've got to get your bounce rate down from 60% to 30%. You know, the job to be done is something that sits in and around your whole e-commerce journey. But without the job to be done, it very rarely works. Mm. And so it's something that we do have to talk about because it is the backbone, backbone of the brand. And when you see any big brand, they do understand the job to be done. And I tell you what, I have seen evidence of quite a few e-commerce businesses I've worked with over the years. And as as clueless as they were, they grown the e-commerce businesses to 10 million plus not knowing much about bounce rates and other baskets, but they knew what the job to be done. They knew why the customers were buying their products and what they were using them for. So they got that tone of voice right. Mm. And in some cases that, that was enough to really let them grow with the, with the, you know, with the tailwind behind them. But it is a difficult subject to talk about. And you find it's quite hard to train people when you can yeah. see them when we're doing workshops and their eyes glaze over and like Rah. yeah because it's and it's difficult to talk about yeah as well isn't it? well we'll try and do it we'll try and do it today and we'll try and do as many stories as you can as we go along so people can understand what why we why we're talking about it and hopefully the yeah. story should should give people a little bit of a a little bit of a 
you know, hint about what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so I'll just do a little bit of an introduction for people who haven't heard of the job, job to be done methodology, and then we can get into it for e-commerce. Um, so we, we have talked about it before, so um, people might have heard about it before. Um, but basically, it, you know, the, the, old, the old story about Henry Ford and the, the car, and he said, if, I, if I'd asked the customers what they wanted, they'd have said they wanted a faster horse, and obviously they wanted a car. Um, and then Steve Jobs, you know, if, if he'd followed the market, they would have given people a smaller phone. The phones were becoming smaller and smaller, and that's what the market thought it wanted. Um, but actually, they wanted, you know, the job to be done was to kind of organize everything in your hand to be able to watch videos and all sorts of stuff. And we didn't even know that. And so the job to be done, you know, for a car was to get from A to B. People don't care whether they're sitting on a horse or whether they're mm. in the car. They wanted to get some places quicker. And so the job becomes more important than um, than the product. And I think that you see in e-commerce where the job to be done isn't done well, effectively what websites have is an online brochure with products plonked on, on the website. And it, it, you, you see less of those these days, but you, you, you do come across them. Um, but certainly when we first got started in e-commerce, that's all e-commerce was, was it was online yeah, an online catalog. Online catalog of all the yeah. all the products, and it was like, here you go. Here's how much it costs. In fact, yeah. In fact, we have we've seen this recently in in a couple of industries, haven't we? Which is yeah, the educational market, and the educational market selling products to schools and yeah, things like that. Yeah, they were very much dominated by catalogs. Yeah, so they would send their catalogs out, and and, and a lot of the these websites now. Have, have want to get away from the catalogs, but the website is basically just a big, massive catalog, and 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 it's the equivalent of if they came into the shop, you know, the customers walk through the door, you know, they throw the catalog at their faces as they walk in, say, "There, are, mate, go and choose what you want." Yeah, tell us what you want at the end of it, or you know, buy it or go. You know, there's yeah. there isn't any understanding of who the customer is and what the job to be done is. So, so why? Is understanding the job to be done important? Then you know what what is the metric? Well, Why do you want to of, do yeah, it? A couple of areas. So basically, if you haven't got the job to be done right, first of all, you'll be suffering from a low conversion rate. The add to basket rate is going to be low for start, and people aren't going to have confidence to check out. And the other the other area which which the job to be done can massively help is the average order value, because if you if you're selling the whole job rather than just a part of it, then you know, you, you you can actually do it. You can actually do a lot better. And I think there's three stories we've got, and one of them, one of them talks about that. So we, we we'll go we'll go through a little bit yeah. more stuff, and then we'll we'll talk about some stories. So okay, the like if you think about a physical stop store. So like we were working with um, a lady in America who sells um, different um, kind of novelty items, like ch- cheeky kind of oven gloves and napkins and things like that. And traditionally, she sells at wholesale in America shops. And a lot of shops, people kind of potter into those shops and they kind of go, I want to buy a, a gift for Claire. And um, they'll go and say, oh, well, she loves that kind of thing. I'll get her one of those and a candle and something like that. And she'll put it together and she'll say, well, I want to spend about $70 on a gift. And that's how it works in a shop. And you can kind of pull things together and, and, and people are happy to make their own bundles. You've got their full attention. But when it online... People come along, they still want to spend about 70 bucks on Claire's gift. 
but they don't have the full attention that they have when in the store. And therefore we have to do the job. The job to be done is to buy Claire a gift or a package. So we have to kind of put it together. We have to lead the customer. So, you know, like we might have a, a napkin for like twelve ninety nine. But that's not, you know, you land on a napkin, you think that's funny, but then you go, well, gosh, now I've got to re work really hard to get a full gift for Claire together, and I've got to do all the work. And if we can do the work for them, you say, you like this napkin, you know, buy, buy six napkins and buy this bundle of napkins, job done, and we can get it to you on Tuesday, then the job to be done has been done a lot more. So it's... You know, there's two, those two things you're talking about. There was the there was the there was the brochure when people have sat with a brochure in 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 their business. You know, they've been sent a brochure. They've sat down, had a cup of coffee, and they've been flicking through the brochure. Maybe over a couple of weeks, you know, it's maybe something they sit down and look at, and they get used to the brochure and they still understand what they like and what they don't like. It's very different online because they don't they they don't tend to sit down with a cup of coffee in in front of a website for you know, 20 minutes and and absorb and absorb the brochure. So we've got to do mm. more work to put things together for the job um, so that it can actually understand where they are. Same, same thing with I mean, gifting is a, is, a, is a good example. You know, like uh, hampers and um, picnic uh, kits and all sorts of those mm. kind of things. They are effectively jobs to be done that have been put together for a customer during a certain time. You know, like um, jobs to be done around Valentine's Day jobs to be done around Christmas, jobs to be done around Easter. There's all those things that have been put together so people can buy the whole thing or the activity. So, yeah, that is definitely true, actually. And we, I mean, we saw that with the, when we were working with the alcohol company, we were trying to sell, you know, a, a, cat, a pack of lager, mm. you know, four, four cans of lager online. It didn't work as, a, as an item on its own. It had, to be, it had to be bundled together into like an occasion, like a Father's Day gift or a Valentine's Day, yeah, day, so day you, gift or watch the football or, so you're doing the, you know, you, yeah, you're you, you providing that job. To, you know what, I think, I think the job to be done does vary if you're selling other people's products versus your own. So if it's your own brand, you know, the job to be done is, is, is part of where that brand message comes from. Hmm. If you're selling other people's products, you know, the desirability, convincibility is, is normally inherently there, and your job is to is to convince them to buy from you than anybody else, mm. isn't it? So it is a little bit different. So you have to. You know, I think that's probably the biggest difference between strategy of you know non. non you know, there's no one size fits all for e-commerce. Just just as the same for the retail high streets. No one size fits all for how you should lay your shop out. It's the same thing online. Yeah. But I think the biggest determining factor is, are you selling other people's products? Are there are these brands that people can buy anywhere? That's a very different strategy than if you if you have your own unique brand. What do you mean about that? And that what, that's where. What do you mean? Because like, let's what say. What I mean is, I mean, uh, let's say it's um, Laird Lounge and they're selling um, their own brand, you know, uh, home decor stuff. Like they've got to create the job to yeah. be done. You know, just as much as if I was at a DIY store yeah. and I was like shop the, you know, shop the damp proof uh, activity or something like that. You know, what, what, what is you, because I think you, I think well, you're trying, if, trying to work out where you're going. Well, I'm going because 
if people are in Google and they're searching for a brand of damp proof course that is well known, mm. you know, I don't, I can't think of any well known brand of damp proof, but it, let's say it's, you know, uh, damp buster, damp proof course. Yeah. And this damp buster is sold in many, many retailers. Yeah. And we happen to be a stockist of that. Um, the the traffic the 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 convincibility of the of that brand is already there people have already made the decision they want to buy that brand and we're getting in the way of that traffic and the so the the, the job of the website who's selling other people's brands this damp buster you know, it has to convince them to buy from them rather than necessary you should buy this particular damp proof course because and I think that's one of the mistakes that people make online when they're selling other people's products. We saw this with, I mean, we're working with a flooring company at the moment. They're selling different brands of flooring that you can buy anywhere. Mm. And you know, really, the, the most important thing to do is not say, why buy this flooring versus this brand of flooring? The most important thing is to why buy this brand of flooring from us? Mm. And that comes into how you can de-risk it, how you can provide a, a credible customer service. It, it is a different strategy. Yeah. I guess ultimately it, it, the customer's trying to achieve something, and that is what you're trying to help them achieve, regardless, though, whether it's your own brand or, or not brand. But it becomes more – I mean, I'd say yes. the job to be done becomes even more important if you're selling other people's products because that's then your differentiator. You know, if you say – you know, like in the flooring example, if you say, you know, if you if you order too little, you know, we will we'll, we'll give you, you know, we'll we'll we'll, um, well send you the the the, you know, me, the extra for free or something like that. Let me give you the let me give you the, the example that I use quite a lot. If you're selling other people's products, the golfing world, the golfing world, this everyone is on the same stock, same brand, Wilson, Titleist. Callaway, etc., 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 and the prices are pretty much set by the manufacturers. You can't; they can't really change, but you can't really do big discounts and deals. They're all pretty much on the same products, same price. So you have to think: Well, how do I differentiate myself from this market? So it's got to be around customer service and how you can de-risk it. So stock and availability are key drivers, certainly. But if that's a given, that everyone's the same, you know, the, the the ones that are doing really well in the golfing world are the ones that are understanding the job to be done. And the job to be done is you want to be able to buy that golf club and hit a better shot, a longer drive. Yeah. And what are you worried about? You're worried about, well, what happens if I don't like this golf club and I can't hit a longer shot? So the brands that have done very well in the golf world have have amplified the job to be done, which is you can try this golf club at home at, on your own golf course for 60 days. You can get it muddy, dirty, wet. It doesn't matter. And if you don't like it, you can exchange it without any questions asked. No problems at all. And that is the, that's the de-risking. Mm. So you know, that, that, that is where I think you know, they have understood what the job to be done is. You don't want to buy a golf club for the sake of buying a golf club, you're buying a golf club because you want to get you, you want to make your game better. Yeah, yeah. And what you're worried about? Well, what happens if it doesn't make my game better? Don't like it? Well, then there's no questions. You can exchange it without any. And many times you like, you can keep going. It's fine, knowing that they get more out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, the job to be done is there in both 
other people's products or your own products. I think that just the difference is, the fundamental difference, if it's your own brand that's exclusive to you, you have to create the desirability or the convincibility because it doesn't exist. You've got to create that. Whereas if you're selling other people's brands like Wilson, Callaway, Titleist, it, the, the desirability, convincibility is already there. Yeah. Because of the branding and the marketing that's already happening, you have to get in where that traffic. Yeah. And so the the get sorry the um, the job to be done. You know, like on typical. Let's have a look at how it's done on on different sites. So like on Layer Lounge, Home Decor. You know, it's it's get the look. It's it. They they have a really big image, lifestyle image, and people want to get the whole look. And they go, well, this is the product we've used here. This is the product we used here. And it's kind of like this does the work for the customer, so they can go, oh, I want to get that Scandi look or or whatever it is, and they can kind of get that in their house. So the other one would be, you know, when we were talking about the educational products. So rather than just plonking all the products on the site, it would be like someone coming on and saying, well, I want to do a nice sandpit area for the kids and it's like uh, shop the activities shop the sand pit and then they get the sand and they get the, the wood on the sides and then they get the little um uh toys that go in the sand pit and the, and the you know the spades and it's like a, a whole job is done for you they can just buy the whole thing um or or if you go into yeah, a diy yeah. store and you're going to go do some painting it's like the you know the, the painter startup kit and you get a roller and you get a one paintbrush and you get um some masking tape and you know, you get um, maybe some something to kind of wipes and things like that. And that it's 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 done so for you. So you can kind of go, oh, that's me started with that job. I didn't know what I wanted, but that's pretty much got everything we need. It's got a scraper and it's got some sandpaper in it and all that stuff. So being able to buy the activity, shop the job, get the look means that you can kind of really align with what the customer is actually trying to do. Yeah. And you can. Well, ultimately, if. Sorry to sorry, jump in. You told me off for jumping in. That's right, I finished. Have you finished? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, but also, I'll carry on then. But ultimately, getting the job to be done right, it makes your marketing decisions really easy. So if you're doing a photo shoot, for example, um, and you really understand the job to be done, it's dead obvious. Mm. You know, what your, photo, what your photo shoot should be. It's, it's very obvious then what your copy should be. It should be, it's very much what, what your offer is, what, how you're going to de-risk it, how you're going to remove, remove anxiety and friction points. It's, it's very obvious what, what, your, what your testimonials should be, how, how you're going to demonstrate trust and credibility. It becomes so much easier. Um, and I, should, should we talk – I mean, there were three little examples we thought of before, which I think were quite cool examples of how getting the job to be done yeah, let's go can be quite a pivotal be quite, game quite changer. Useful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just on that note, the one I was just saying before about how understanding understanding the jobs we've done can be can set the scene for the marketing, the photography, and the copy was that was the men's fashion brand we worked with for many many years, and we understood that that people were u- buying the men's clothing, the suits and the jackets, because they were going on a holiday, going on a cruise, because we found that out because we talked to the customer and then therefore the next photo shoot we did, we realized that we needed to go and do it when they're on a holiday, <laughs> stepping off the boat yeah. because we were, we were aligning. So the job to be done was, you know, why would you buy a lovely, you know, men's jacket? Um, because you're doing it for something. You're not doing it to sit in the house on your own and watch Netflix. Yeah. 
You're doing it because you're going out. Where are you going? You're going on holiday. And therefore, we understood that that's what they were buying for us. Therefore, it made the marketing and the copy and the decision where we did the photos much more easy. Yeah, I think that comes down obvious. to, like, you, you know, you're, you're talking to customers all the time through emails, through live chat, through on the telephone. But unless you actually ask the team or do it yourself, to ask that question, it's like, oh, what, we just had our interest. Why are you buying this? What are you doing with this? If you don't ask that question, you don't understand what their ultimate job is. Because ultimately, they're selling suits or they're selling selling something. I think the, the other example, the, the guy, that, the plastic man, when he came to us, and he was selling acrylic sheets. And people would come onto the acrylic website and they'd go, oh, can you cut me acrylic sheet by three meters by one meter? And then they would deliver their acrylic sheet. And he didn't really, I mean, he obviously kind of vaguely knew what they were doing. And he said, well, what are they making for? And I said, well, some people are buying kitchen splashbacks and some people are buying this for shed windows and some people are buying for, for this. And... And we said to him, well, for every for every person that buys a shed window from acrylic sheet, there's probably 10 people who didn't realize this will be suitable for their shed window and they could actually use this for, you know, and the same thing for kitchen splash bags. So you take that job to be done that he starts finding out people are using these for and you create a specific product page that says kitchen splash bags. Mm. And then you go and then that, that product page becomes all about getting sheet cut to size for kitchen splashbacks with like reviews and testimonies about people who've used this, maybe some pictures of people who've done kitchen splashbacks. Same thing for the shed. You know what? The great, the great thing about that was that not only that did it make it a much more relevant page so that obviously people who want kitchen splashbacks or replacement shed windows, they realized that it, you know, it was definitely going to do the job they needed, but it also meant that he could then start doing Google Shopping, and he could do he could drive traffic yeah. to those particular pages that didn't exist before. Because before he had a product that product was an acrylic plastic sheet, yeah, cut to size, which no one's going to shirt. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, so but now he can all of a sudden he can have a product that's exactly the same, but he can have a product that says a Google Shopping page that says replacement shed windows. So all of a sudden, it's opened up a massive source of traffic yeah. that he didn't have. Before. Even for people, because you think about the people who so came to the site before, they would have to, A, know that, they, that the shed could be made of acrylic, the windows could be made of acrylic, B, um, know that, it, that they, could, they could fit it and understand that that would possibly be done. But basically, there'd be a load of people just kind of going replacement shed window and going, oh, well, um, oh, I can do it in acrylic. This is going to be way cheaper than doing it in a. In, you know, it's like all those people you're doing the discovery. But if you, them. but also if you, but a lot, you know, if you saw a competitor that had a particular page that was all focusing around replacement shed windows, and it had the frequently asked questions there, it had featured reviews, it had testimonials, it was all around replacement shed windows. Of course, you're going to buy from that website because that much more resonates with the job mm. to be done rather than. The generic acrylic sheets yeah. of plastic, and also that you can it buy needs a size. to upsell. But I think, it? You know, if you're selling a, a kitchen splashback, you can sell the glue with it because you know that that's what it's for, and that's what people are buying. It's so, oh, well, I need some glue, and you go, oh, well, it's just mm. you know, what you, you need use this it? kind of no more nails it, glue, and you know, like that's the one that's going to look the best, and all that kind of stuff, and you can kind of then complete the whole job, can't you? Well, you don't want to put any seeds of doubt. They don't want to buy the glue that doesn't no. work. You know, I've got to buy the specific glue. But you know what? I think 
interesting how you've said a few times that the job to be done can be linked to increasing the average order value. And I think going back in time, one of the first examples of when we saw jo- the understanding the job to be done could could be a pivotal changer in the, the course of that business history, I think was, um, was are we, can we say the name? Yeah, Cox and yeah. Cox. So Cox and Cox back in the day, they were doing about 5 million. Average order value was quite low at this point. And what happened was they would do these photo shoots and they would be selling, you know, a vase in the photo shoot. But in the background, they'd have this really cool rug and this table lamp and this stool. And they'd get these inquiries saying, I want that rug. And they'd say, well, we don't, we don't sell that rug. You know, we sell the vase in the picture. You can't have the rug. And this started happening loads. Yeah. And obviously, <laughs> the buyers end up, end up saying, well, well, can we get the rug? And can we get the, the stool? And can we get the table lamp? And it, it re- we realized that, that people didn't want to buy the vase for the sake of buying a vase. They wanted to buy into that look. And that meant that they wanted to buy into that life. So they were buying the vase because it's it, they wanted to feel that they were part of this lifestyle. So obviously, there was an opportunity to to take the customer that was just buying the vase to buy into the whole the whole life and the whole lifestyle of it. And you know, ultimately, that's the job to be done. It isn't to buy a vase; it's to buy that feeling when you you know grandkids come over your family come you're buying into that whole look and consequently cox and cox started to sell much more higher-end products like the rugs and the stools and the mirrors and the chandeliers and things like that and the average order value went from you know 35 pounds to hundreds of pounds slowly over time because people were buying into that that whole look and the whole lifestyle and it Mm. was because that's what they were creating. A very, a very that's important. What they, were advertising. It's like they, they wanted to yes, transplant that whole room into yeah. their house, didn't they? And it's um, yeah. it didn't make sense that just to sell one of the vases and things like that. So if you it, it, ultimately no. you can sell to the customer what they believe you can provide. So you, you, you can see, you know, with brand extension. So I used to work for Michelin, well, not for very long, but I, when I was in Stoke on Trent, used to work for Michelin, and they, you know, Michelin was obviously seen as a brand that did something and then that they could, that brand extension would, 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 could extend along that, those lines. And so they could sell, you know, different types of tires, different brands of tires, and people would see them as that. Whereas if Michelin came out with something that, that sold, I don't know, like a pair of socks, people would be like, why are you saying socks? That's not what the brand does. That's not what you, that's not the job in my mind that that brand achieves. Um, so it's the same with like Stanley, you know, Stanley nice the Stanley knives that, that you get. So Stanley, yeah. used, they used yeah. to just do knives. And when I was at university, I was a big mechanical engineer. They came to us students and said, look, we, we want to do, we want to sell more products, but we, we don't know what to do. Can you design us a product? And uh, we all tried to do stuff with, with the knives of Stanley knives. And it was really the wrong thing to do because effectively in the market, people saw Stanley as something that was solid and reliable and got the job done. And you can see now what they've done with that is they've done brand extension and now you can get Stanley toolboxes, you can get Stanley um, all sorts of products. You can get Stanley stuff where, where, where the brand, which is which represents 
the, the sturdiness is they can sell anything into uh, that market where the brand of Stanley, where the job to be done needs something sturdy, works. So therefore, you can expand along the job mm. to be done if people are convinced you can get that job done. So yeah. it's, it becomes very powerful and it's a very good conversation to have to understand where's this brand going? Where are we going with it? How can we expand? And where, what do people understand that we do? Because that's what you're, you're building mm. up that brand equity alongside the job to be done and what fits alongside it. So you, you, it, it's, it's just the right kind of way of thinking about where you are and what you're achieving for people. And it stops you from introducing mm. the wrong kind of products. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the, the job to be done is, I think, probably the backbone of any brand. You know, when you're creating a brand, how a brand develops, is the job to be done is, is at the core of it. So how, how would we advise people find out what the job to be done is? Because they might think the job to be done is something. I might not know. I might not know. And I mean, I'll say the method that we use which is one of my favorite my favorite ones is looking at the positive review yeah yeah of your customers and and not just your reviews but going to going into the market of people selling products that are similar to you um and looking at those you might have a bigger player and go and look at that go and look at what people rave about in the reviews and you start to pick up on languages that they're using when they when they're happy yeah you start to pick up on words they're saying. So we had one this morning and it was for antiques. And the, the words came out was, was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh my God, I can't believe how beautiful this looks. And they used that word over and over and over and over and over again. So you, so you, it's not quite clear that they, they, the job to be done was to make their house look beautiful or this particular room, it looked beautiful, stunning. And it was this, it was this very inspirational words that were coming out all the time so therefore it start you start to mm. get a feel of what actually what the job to be done is from yeah. the reviews and that's that's a simple thing yeah i mean like the plastic man here he had to ask his customers that simple question so you know just what do you what are you doing this for you just had to be curious and what are you using this for oh i'm using it for my shared window oh i didn't know you yeah. use it for shared windows oh what are you using this for oh, i'm using this as a divider in my office to uh, you know for covid you know like the, all those kind of things you just you just become a bit more curious, and sometimes there's um sometimes there's the job to be done, but then there's the trigger, isn't it? So the job to be done, buying a suit would be you know to look you know to look fantastic when I when I go out, but the trigger might be I've got a job interview, yeah. or I've got a wedding, or you know I've you know my daughter's getting married, whatever it might be. So there's the job to be done, and then often, what's the trigger that triggers? I mean, you, 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 you talk about this. You love this yeah. subject, Mark. This in is fact, yours. I've got a whole presentation that I've, Come I've on. made available in the show notes, so you can have a look at that as well, which talks about the whole job mm -hmm. to be done theory and where it comes from, the triggers, because it, it, it it's the job to be. There's two things. Yeah, there's two things. First of all, is understanding what the job to be done is, but it's the understanding the trigger that makes people decide to get that job done, and those are kind of two right. different things. So it's like you're selling a mattress the yeah. job to be done is actually to help people sleep and get rid of pain back pain but the trigger might be a a new job where they need to get more sleep or it might be um suddenly they just kind of got sick of having bad back and therefore they're kind of looking for solutions 
it's it, it it's the trigger is the thing that actually makes them move forward with it and therefore if you understand the trigger you can align your language and imagery alongside that yeah. and you i think i think you can see this in so many businesses it's like you know home furnishing businesses you know the job to be done might be to have a wonderful desirable home so when all your family comes over for christmas they all go wow this is such a wonderful relaxing place we want to spend more time here um so that's the job we've done but the trigger might be the family event that's coming up next weekend or the fish guys you know the the online fish fish society guys you know fantastic products the job we've done is to get the most beautiful fish that's come you know straight from the ocean frozen at source you know and come straight to your you know freezer as it was when it was caught like that's the job we've done but the trigger might be you've got a dinner party for 10 people that's happening on sunday so it, there's always the, there's always the job to be done and the trigger then comes and and, and, that, and that again helps you align your marketing message and it makes you understand what people want and what they're going to be anxious about you know is there an event well, like Christmas about is this? a good trigger like people you know, come what, for Christmas happening? people are going to come and stay at Christmas and therefore everybody's got to buy bedding like in November because everybody's going to come and stay so they're upgrading their bedding and there's always that trigger every year that that, that happens because people are you know it, it's it's always the same mm, back, back to, to school, school. yeah there's just those one. massive triggers that are, in, that are in your market that obviously you're aligned with. And it's just a case of becoming louder and louder around those, around those times. Um, so mm. the other thing I wanted to talk about with the job to be done is this must suit the buying habits displayed by some customers already. So, you know, with a plastic man, for example, he didn't go and create a landing page for someone having a, an acrylic sheet cut for a skylight. Because that wasn't what people were doing. But some people were already buying the, the, the acrylic sheet for a, for a shed window. And some people were already buying it for kitchen splashbacks. So he went with the data and he, he, and he knew that people would be using that for that. So an example would be, so for the, the, the woman who sells the, the novelty uh, napkins and things like that. If you look at her data, nobody really spends over $100. It's just over $100, it pretty much dies off. So there's no point her putting a job to be done gift together for like $250 because it's just not where customers buy. The job to be done needs to be done within a certain price range. And people kind of have a job to be done. They have the trigger for the job to be done. They have the job they want to get done. And they have a kind of guide spend that they want to spend within that to get that job done. And I'll come to you with that. So therefore, if you kind of have a job to be done outside of those brackets, it's not going to work. So you've got to look at your data. And usually I look at about 25%. What, what, what are 25% of customers spending over? And that usually that level is where I want to put my job to be done. Bundles, get the looks, those kind of things. Because that's what I want to get the, um, the add to basket and the average order value up to. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's about making it realistic yeah. um, as well. So... I think I think I think all these things. I think really we, we're trying to imagine that your, your online e-commerce store is a physical bricks and mortar store on the high street, and you know what would it, what would be the experience be? You know what would you say if a customer walks in the shop? You know how would you greet them if you're selling gifting or your jewelry? You're a jewelry business. You know you'd ask them. Is, is this for a birthday? Is it for a special occasion? Is it for your mom, your daughter, your wife, your brother? 
um, right, what sort of budget do we have in mind? You know, what kind of things do you like? And you, this is just, it's not rocket science. You're just doing what you would do if the customer's yeah. in front of you. You're doing understanding the job what they wanted it for. of taking them on a journey to showing them what it does. And it's, it's like, it's like the people who, you know, those people who buy those houses that need to be done up and they'll, they'll buy the house, they'll knock a couple of the walls down. And after three months, they'll, they'll resell that house for an extra, like 200 grand or something. And they've only spent 50 grand on it because they come in and they take that house and turn it into the job to be done that people actually want, which is a comfy, cozy house, but looks relaxing. And they've done that work. And that's what an e-commerce site needs to do. We need to take the products and turn them into the end result so they can visualize it and then customers can buy the end result. Because ultimately they're not buying the product, they're buying the end result. Mm. Yeah, is that true? Mm. Yeah. Story about the house moving boxes, the house moving boxes. Job to be done is not to buy house moving boxes. Job to be done is move house. And what do they want? Well, they want strong, sturdy boxes. What don't they want? Weak, mm. flimsy boxes. So, what's the marketing message going to be? What's the photography going to be? What's the what's the the reassurance credibility? What's the guarantee? You know, all about the fact you want strong, sturdy boxes. You don't yeah. want weak, flimsy ones. And it's it's just therefore the whole thing because no one actually wants to buy a box. What the website? You know, they don't be. actually want moving boxes, do they? That, that's not what they want. They want their their stuff moved from one house to the other and kept. Mm in intact the actual box is irrelevant if, if you could do it with an elephant they'd buy an elephant you know like it, the box itself isn't isn't really what they want but they use it to get the job done because they'll, they'll throw the box mm. away at the end of it i mean it's, so it's 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 completely immaterial so therefore you've just got to prove that the box is the right mechanism to get that job and that's what you need to achieve, show to. Uh, yeah that's it yeah and, yeah. yeah that's it isn't it and the testimonial says, oh, my God, yeah, this is incredible. Yeah. It was so easy. I've moved house. I've done this. I've moved house five times. And this time, you know, it was yeah. effortless. You know. Yeah. Yada, well, it's yada, proof, yada. proof that you can get the job done. Lifestyle pitches before and afters. You know, it's, yeah. it's it, it, you, how you demonstrate it, isn't it? And then and giving people an excuse mm. to move forward. I think... I think once you understand the job to be done, your whole conversion rate optimization, your whole marketing, your press photography, your copywriting, your um, your anxiety reducing, your guarantees becomes so much more easier to understand. You make sure they're all aligned with that ultimate yeah. job to be done. That's yeah. when it starts to take off. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, yeah, Mark. Speak, Cheerio. Speak to you next week. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. See, see you next week. Bye.